Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Today on the show... Training isn't something you did, it's something you do. I mean, I look at myself, again, I like to say I've made, I feel like I've made just about every mistake a person can make over the years. And in the boom times, um, I, when I built a really big portfolio, I wasn't doing any more training. It's not because I thought I knew everything. That really wasn't it. I wasn't that type of person. But I go, I know enough. But you don't really know enough and things keep changing. That's what I've learned. Hey guys, how's it going? Russell Westcott. So have a very special interview here to share with you. This one is with, uh, you know, if you've been part of whether the Raising Capital Academy or on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook channel, you would have probably have heard the, the name Arlen Dolan uh, probably a couple times. Um, Arlen is one of those um, early mentors of mine who just has really shaped a lot of the, the direction that I've gone as an investor. And I've learned an awful lot from Arlen, and I go to him quite often when I, you know, when I'm looking for just a fresh perspective on things. And this is no different. So right now, once again, I'm going to date this. We are in April 2020, right during the COVID-19 um, challenging times and situation. And what I've been doing in my business is I've been going to talk to people that have been through these challenges, who have been through these times and turbulence and, and been through market conditions that have, have not been ideal and optimal. And I'm seeking wisdom. I'm seeking guidance. I'm seeking my coaches, my mentors, people who have uh, been part of this journey and people who have been through it. And I'm seeking people who have done more action than I have, who have been through more challenging times and who have been through uh, situations like this in their own investing career. And what I'm doing is I'm having conversations with them. And then my commitment is that I share those conversations with you. I'm just compiling together all these resources and all these interviews and all these people and tools, like real life tools. Like I, I'm making a commitment to want to step up, to support, to help, to provide you the information, to provide you the tools in order to navigate these turbulent waters. And you know what? This is still, this is unfolding in real time. And as conditions change or improve or get worse, I'm going to continue to share um, the, the research, continue to share the insights, continue to share, most importantly, the actions, and continue to share with you the focus, which you where you should be focusing your time and energy and attention. So with all that being said, let's get right to it. This is an incredible in, uh, um, interview. This is where, you know, I was in the studio and Arlen was in his car and, you know, he just knocked it out of the park. There was There's a couple um, segments in there where we talked about how to have the conversation with your tenants, the income, how to have conversations with your investment partners. That was just phenomenal. Like that in and of itself, guys, is you may want to revisit that part of those two sections of those conversations, just go back to them multiple times and just analyze how Arlen just calms it down, the questions that he asks, how he slows it down, and how he just gets grounded into what is real. Okay, guys, sure hope you enjoy that. And we'll talk to you at the very end. Bye for now. All right. Well, guys, it looks like we're going live. So, hey, hope everybody's having yourself a wonderful day today. And we have an incredible opportunity for a conversation here today. 
I've been sharing this series and I've been trying to come up with a name for this series. And so far it's been, it's been a little bit about the gray beards, about people that have some gray, gray hairs in their hair of things. And I'm, I'm, here's what I'm doing within my, within my business. Before I get to that, Arlen Dolan, how are you doing? Just please say hello to everybody watching the live broadcast today. Hey there. Hey Arlen, how, how are you doing? Like first, first and foremost, how are you doing? How's the vet doing? How are the kids doing? How are you, how are you holding up right now, my brother? I'm doing really good. I'd probably say I'm doing better than my wife. Teaching three kids, doing homework and stuff. It's at that doing doing it at home is a challenge. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a, a running joke that uh, us parents have been in charge of teaching our kids, and uh, you know, I have mercy on our our society of intellect. Yeah, you you have a new appreciation for teachers, don't you now? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I've been doing here, guys, is just within my own business and just stepping up and providing leadership and helping people uh, on the process here. So just a couple administration points. We are live. We're recording this conversation live. Um, I will probably not be able to answer any questions or jump into any chats and comments and things like that. But please put your comment in because Arlen and I will come back to it after we'll help provide support. And then if we need to shoot a follow-up video, we can shoot a follow-up as well. Because I'm just, the technology I'm using right now is not conducive for being able to do live commenting and Q&A. But please engage. Tell us where you're from. Tell us where you're watching. And most important, share this conversation. Okay, so a little bit of a context and backstory is within my own business during some challenging times, one of the first things, I've made so many mistakes and I made a list of eight mistakes that I've made and I vowed I would not do them again. And one of the mistakes I made was I did not, uh, you know, during one of the last big challenges, I did not seek wisdom and I did not ask for help. So one of the commitments I'm making is to go out seeking wisdom from within my community, within my network of people who I know that know a lot more than I do and I'm just asking for support and help. And that's one of the conversations I'm having here today with Arlen. So before we dive into this, Arlen, maybe some people aren't 100% familiar with who you are, but a lot of people probably are. Maybe if you can just give us, and I'm going to date myself with this reference, the Coles Notes version of who Arlen Dolan is and what you do within the context of real estate. Um, well, I started investing in real estate over 20 years ago. Um, and I started day one doing joint ventures because when I first started, actually, the funny thing is, is I was working for a company in sales and I went to the door one day and there was a, that's my first uh, initiation to what a sheriff's notice looks like. There's a sheriff's notice out on the door and uh, I didn't have a job that day. So anyways, that led me to start doing real estate. My first joint venture partners were my parents, um, Path of Least Resistance, and, uh, and just kind of from there. Till now, you know, bought and sold probably up to 700 doors. 700? Yeah. Yeah, nice. So um, needless to say, you have a little experience of what we're going to be talking to. And you're not somebody who's been doing this for the last, you know, four or five years, and you've only seen a marketplace that's been going up like this. Like, you truly, if you think about it, on the first day you decided to start this, you had a challenging time that struck with the with your job being essentially letting you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what perspective can you offer to people that might be watching this interview here, Arlen, with your 20 plus years experience and going through some of the ups and downs and, you know, what are some of the challenging moments, you know, you shared the first one, but what are some of the challenging moments that you've been through 
And then maybe we'll just talk about those. Maybe then we'll talk about some of the mistakes you've made and how you've corrected those. And, you know, how, you know, at the end of the day, how you kept going and, you know, how, you you know, to to coin an Elton John song, you're still standing, right? (laughs) So what are some of the shocks that you've been through within your real estate business, Arlen? Oh boy. I kind of like what you mentioned. I, I, I'm swear I made up just about every mistake a person could make. I guess one of the key things for me was I've always considered myself accountable and failure wasn't an option because I had other people's money. That was probably the best thing that ever happened to me as I started off right away joint venturing because if it was my money, when things got tough, I probably would have went, uh, screw this. There's got to be something easier. How about internet marketing? How about this? How about that? I probably would have pulled the pin. I mean, I'm just being honest. And the fact is that I had other people's money. That was never an option. And the buck, and I always felt like the buck stopped with me. So that's what kind of got me through a lot of things. Um, good thing nobody told me at the beginning all the trials and tribulations you could possibly have. But uh, when you're knee deep in it, you find, you find a way. And that's where you learn. Right. Well, here, here's the thing that you guys are going to learn very quickly about Arlen is Arlen's a, a kind of guy that just tells it like it is. But but here's the thing. There are people that tell it like it is that are just, you know, a little bit about jerks about it. But Arlen, the way he tells it like it is, according to him, is it's just like, yeah, it's just like you're nice about it. Like you're you're you're, you're just very uh, you're very Canadian about telling like it is. Eh, Arlen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I'm, I'm sure you agree. Neither one of you or me are special. We're, we're not, don't have special talents. We're not special people. We're just people that, that don't give up and, and, and do what it takes. And like you said, reach out to others and, and uh, get the help you need sometimes and just fight through things. And then there's always good times too. Yep. Well, let, let's just dive into this. Let's get deep into the weeds here, Arlen, if you will. Okay. Um, um, COVID-19 is we're right in the middle of this and I'm going to date this guys. This is, what is this? Groundhog Day, every day, it's April 7th, 2020. Um, what are you doing within your business? What what actions have you taken right now within your business? Uh, when we start there is what have you taken? And maybe then are you in a where you are in your process of your business right now? Like, what have you done? Well, one of the main things I've done, I mean, again, that's from learning from past mistakes. Um, like we had that small crash in 2008. And I mean... I'd be lying if I said I didn't go through a big struggle at that time. And one of the main things I learned was cash is king. Cash is king, cash is king, cash is king. So what I've been doing lately, I've been deferring the payments on literally every property I own, as, ma- as many as I can. Um, from the past, I did learn to keep up cash reserves, and I do have cash reserves. But it's better to be safe than sorry. So that's one of the things I've been doing is doing, you know, some banks are doing three months, some are doing 12 months. You, you always have the option if you wanted to, and you didn't need the cash to put it back on the mortgage yep. later in the year. But right now, cash is king. The other thing I've done for myself personally is increase my lines of credit. And one of the things I've learned from the past and from others is if you have a big line of credit in, in uh, scenarios like we have right now, you should actually take it out of the use the line of credit, take it out and put it in your bank account. And the reason why is I've talked to a number of gray hairs from back in the day that actually during times like this had their line of credit cut in half. Just, it was a phone call from the bank in one day. So again, learning from others. Yeah. Now can, um, so fantastic advice. And, and here's the thing is I've done, I've done almost everything you've said 
to the T as well. As a matter of fact, I got in front of this a while ago. Um, right. I saw this starting to happen, starting to, I saw a wave starting to form and I started implementing a plan on March 11th. And, uh, I think the pandemic was announced on the 13th or something around that time. So I saw this, yeah. this starting to happen. And I would imagine with the size of your portfolio, you've been <laughs> a little bit of, you probably have had more than enough hold music to last a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but but you've been very organized in how you do this. Like you truly have all your properties on one piece of paper and on multiple sheets of paper with the mortgages and the who to contact and things like that. And you do you still yeah. follow your system of keeping yourself organized with your portfolio? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what have you done from the standpoint of tenants and contacting your tenants and shoring up on the income side. So if you think about it on the mortgages and the cash, that's really, you think about it, you're talking about, um, you know, almost like the uh, protecting your business on that to have mm -hmm. options. But what have you done on contacting your tenants so far? Well, for me, um, all my properties, the multifamily, single family, they're all, I have property management for all of them. But what I have been doing is actually in constant contact with the actual property managers of these properties, the ones that are in direct contact with the tenants, I'm actually talking to them like at least every second day. And I'm actually loading their lips and teaching them what to say and how to handle this. Like, like, I mean, if you're trying to handle tenants now, one of the, one of the first things that person should do is make sure you have an empathy with the tenants. Everybody's stressed right now. It's one of the first things you should say. I hope you're okay. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, hope you're okay. You know, you know, this is for better words, like this is a bit of a shit show going on right now. And, uh, we're all nervous. We're all a little bit scared. We're here to work with you and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, and what has been the response to taking that proactive approach with all your management companies? Have the managers been appreciative of you helping them or have they been defensive or how has that been going? I found that uh, all but one, and that one might get fired. Um, <laughs> all but one have been very appreciative, and it was that's why I've been talking to them daily because I'm calling them, going, "How are you doing? Is everything okay? Anything else I can help with?" And then I I wouldn't tell them what to do. I would suggest what they should do and say, then they would go out and do it. And then re the response would be, "That worked actually really well." <laughs> so it, it's a great relationship that way. It's almost like uh, you're almost making it like it's their idea and people will implement something that's their idea more than than if it was somebody just came and just mandated, you know, a wartime CEO barking and dictatorship and telling everybody what to do and all that kind of stuff. You're really just kind of working with their and working with the team and galvanizing. Right. We're, I call it like we're collabor collaborating, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the one steering the ship a bit, but I'm doing it in a collaborative way. And, uh, and so I'm helping them, which in turn is helping me. I mean, again, one of the things I learned is the buck stops with me. So if things aren't going well with my property manager, it doesn't do me any good to say, well, things are going sideways. What am I to do? It's their fault. Yeah. No, it's all, buck always stops with me. So that's why right now I'm in constant communication with them. Yeah, and, that, and that word you used was buck with a B, Arlen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's almost like if you think about it, it's an old, uh, you know, sorry, I'm going to use a movie reference, but it's almost like a help me help you, you know, Jerry Maguire type of a, a thing, right? Yeah. It really is help me help you guys, right? You're, you're yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Providing resources and tools and suggestions. And at the end of the day, um, 
you know, quite honestly, they might have better ideas than you have. And that's what the collaboration is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what have you found so far for April 1st? Um, did you have a good response from tenants um, paying and things like that so far? Like, what is it now? It's a week in. So have you had a good report about uh, tenants payments and stuff like that so far? Yeah, it's actually been pretty good. I mean, there's a, it's like with anybody. I mean, there's a few blips that we're dealing with. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. I think uh, we're going to see more um, challenges come May one and June one, to be honest. Yeah, as as the longer this goes, the 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 right. more chances it will be it will start getting a little uglier. Right. Which which is the reason why you have taken the actions now to free up cash because I would imagine you were wanting to have as many options to provide to tenants as possible. That's correct. Right, and if you don't have resources at your disposal, you have limited options to help the tenants at the same time. Correct. Right. Correct. Even though the first month or two might be not too bad, but then uh, if if it goes longer, you know, um, you know, we need to have more tools at our disposal. Exactly, oh. and it's a moving target, right? Yep. Like we see government programs coming in, changing every single day. It's a moving target. So just like you said, and you did, build up the cash reserves just well, to keep yourself safe. And then what I've had with some with some conversations with partners and stuff. Let's you know, and I'm going to use an example. Let's just say um, two properties out. Some suited houses, brand new construction. Um, so far, the tenants seem like they're really good. We're going to defer those mortgages um, for six months, and potentially it's three grand a month between that. So it'd be about eighteen grand. Let's say after six months, there's extra eighteen grand in the bank account. There's nothing mm-hmm. to say we can't take that eighteen grand and go put it down on the mortgage again if Correct. we want, if it's there, right? Exactly. Or take that money and pay off the highest interest, maybe pay off the investor's line of credit that's sitting there or whatever, or however you want to deploy the capital. It's just that we need to have that, those tools at our disposal to be able to enact a plan. And just like you did, you need to use those tools and exercise those tools right away because, because things can change. That option may be available still in three or four months and it may not be. Like it's not in my nature when I have cash reserves to to do like you've done and, and defer payments. It's just not in my nature. But that option might not be later. So you're best to do it now. And like you said, you can always put it back on the mortgage. Yeah. And and what is your research shown or t- things that you've talked to with banks? Is it going to impact credit ratings? Is it going to impact those kind of things? Like what is, you know, or does that even matter to you? Well, it, it does matter. Credit does matter. Yeah. So it does matter to me. Um, I've had that conversation with every single bank that I've talked to. And I've also done research on it. And I haven't found one situation where it will actually affect your credit. It won't. Because it's, you're, agreeing, you're, you're agreeing with the bank on these terms of defer, deferring the mortgage payment. You're not skipping a mortgage payment. That's different. So this will not affect your credit. It will have impact your credit if you don't start, if you don't honor the agreement you made. Correct. Right. If you don't make your payment on time, that will affect your 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 credit. Yeah. And and don't don't get us wrong here, guys. We're not talking about kicking the can down the road because you can't afford to pay today. We're talking we're talking about making arrangement. The money will have to be paid back. No different than what we're having um agreements we're making with our tenants at the same time. So yeah, and really to backstop that for myself, I'm, I'm sure you do too, but I've always subscribed to a credit reporting agency, like a paid subscription, 
so that if anything does ding my credit, like there's a chance I could have some of the banks say, no, no, it won't. And then all of a sudden, ding, and it did. But at least I'm notified so I can make the call and fix that. Yeah. What service do you subscribe to? Um, well, there's there's a free one everyone can use if they want it. That's Credit Karma. There's um, And then there's a number of other ones like Credit Alert. There's uh, there's quite a few out there. Just kind of research and see which one fits you best. Yep. So I know it's still early and you haven't had to make any agreements with your tenants yet because they're probably in the process of paying and getting things. And and to be truly honest, you know, it's only been a couple weeks since right. a lot of this has happened and people maybe have started uh, walking off, uh, being locked out of their jobs and stuff. So it's been a couple weeks. But as things go along, um, it will be more prevalent. So have you had conversations with your property managers about what you're going to do when a tenant does contact you and what are the options you're going to give them? Well, it's not a one size fits all. It's going to be tenant by tenant basis. And quite frankly, I'm just going to be working with them hand on hand on a case by case basis. So I want to make sure they're asking enough and, and the right questions. For example, just this last month, as soon as it was announced that we could defer mortgage payments, um, we had a call from one of the tenants saying they can't make the rent payment. And it was a teacher. <laughs> Teachers are getting paid. I mean, there's no problem. So again, you, we're just taking it once, like one by one basis and, and, and ask the right questions to figure out what the right solution is. And it's going to be different for everybody. Right. Well, let's, do you mind if we do a, sorry, if I do some, put you on the spot and do a little live role play here for you, if you will, you mind if I ask you just a few, so let's say, um, I come to you and say, you know, I can't make my payment. Um, my next, I can't make May 1st payment. And I've had that conversation. How would you, how would you respond to that? I'd be going, Russell, I know what's going on right now. This Russell, get out your deadbeat. Is that your first response? Yeah. (laughs) This is a shit show. You're nervous. I'm nervous. Things are, it's crazy out there right now. So you're saying you can't make your rent payment. Tell me what's going on. What's going on for you right now? Well, Arlen, you do know that, um, you know, it, my, my cup of coffee that I'm having right now is, was cost more than a barrel of oil. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress onto another conversation. But I'm just saying as I lost my job in the oil patch. And I'm just, I don't know how to make ends meet. And I don't think I can, I can, I can't make the payment for May 1st. Okay. So that's unfortunate, Russell. Which company were you working for? Uh, Syncor. Syncor. Do you think you're going to be able to get back on there? You think this is temporary or do you think this is the end of that job for good? Or do you even know? You know, at this time, I, 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 it's so unknown. I have no idea what's going on. I've been nobody's okay. con- is sorry sin cor- sin crude I guess would be the but I have no nobody's yeah. communicating with me as far as I know I uh, I'm out of work indefinitely. So what did you do there? Oh man, you're really going to push me here. I was uh I was a uh I was on the on one of the on one of the rigs. Oh, you're working on one of the rigs. Yes. Okay, so you were like a tool push, a driller, one of those kind of positions. Yeah, I could use a, another term that's used for it, but yes, let's go with that. <laughs> okay so since you got laid off did you get any type of severance or any kind of that with the company or is it just a layoff with with the potential to get called back you know to be honest i haven't even i i I haven't done anything you know i've been drunk since (laughs) 
Russell. <laughs> I, <I'm joking>. <laughs> I don't blame you. I feel like doing that the same sometimes myself too, dude. I haven't, Arlen. I haven't. I haven't really researched anything. Do you? Do you know what options I have available? You know what? You have a number of options. I guess the first question I'd ask you is: uh, Have you applied for unemployment yet? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, dude, we're going to need you to do that right away. Like, we want to work with you, but you need to get on that right away. What I can do is I can send you an email so you have it right on your computer and you have a number of links to a couple different programs we have going on. If you can look at that, I need you to take action on that today, okay? You do that right today. What I'm going to do is in five days, I'm going to follow up with you and see where you're at. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just stuck. I don't know what to do. So if they could I, do that, it'd be awesome. Dude, I can understand you're stressed. This is tough times. You know, you expected to keep working that I understand, but let's, I'm going to send you this. I need you to get on it right today. And like I said, in five days, I'm going to follow up with you. I'm going to see where you're at with those programs. Is that fair? Absolutely. Thank you. I look forward to so it. So let's not worry about working out something for you yet on your rent. Let's just find the answers first. See where you're at, and let's work a program, dude. I want to work with you. You've been awesome. Wow. Time out. Well done. Guys, Guys, please, if you're watching this live, you guys just got some golden words, some, some magic words to use in your conversation. You used empathy. You uh, uh, agreed with everything. You provided solutions. You didn't agree. Sorry, you didn't agree to me not paying my rent. You just came very proactive and providing me um, solutions to my situation. Right. And I didn't want to work some kind of deferral payment right now because I don't know your situation. Let's figure it out. Maybe I don't even need to defer depending on what you can get. Maybe I do. When are you going to get it? We don't know those answers till I follow up with him. Yep. And one of the conversations I've been having with um, my property managers and, and that deal with the tenants in front line is, is I'm willing to work with any tenants that is willing to help themselves first. Um, give them the tools of what they can do. And if they come back and they said, look, I've applied for EI, I've applied for this um, benefit program, I've applied for this, I provide for these five things, and I'm still going to be short, then I'll work with that person. But if they haven't even done anything to help their own situation, we have to let them help themselves first. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was funny, I was on a conference call the other night. Um, this one fellow shared that somebody, these tenants went and they said, they, we just can't pay rent. And it was April 1st. And so this person went out and did some research for them and found church groups and support places and places that were just giving, almost giving free money to people in their situation. And he walked on, knocked on the door and said, guys, here's a list. You need to call these five organizations that will be able to provide you some help and support. And he followed up five days later with them and they not, he did not call one of them. So huh, we have to let them help themselves first, right? Absolutely. Okay. So so thank you, Arlen. That's phenomenal. Um, another question for you. Now, I know I'm going to preface this with, at best, you're only going to be guessing. But if you were to offer some insight into everybody here today watching, um, how long do you think this is going to go? And what do you think it's going to do to the real estate market? How long do I think it's going to go? I think I think this one's going to go a little longer than the 2008 crash. Um, I mean, again, nobody knows for sure. I'm, I'm actually pouring over and reading and studying and trying to 
get my own opinion on this. I'm just assuming it's going to take it, their recovery is going to be longer than the 08 crash. And if it isn't, that's that's good. Right. So you're a firm believer in have you made some of your biggest moves after sometimes markets have corrected? I mean, after markets are corrected, I mean, there's clearly buying opportunities. There's, I mean, there's already buy, some buying opportunities going to start now, but I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines for a little bit. Which, okay, perfect. So that leads into my next line of question is, are you buying or selling or are you just kind of holding pat right now? Like, what is what is Arlen Dolan doing? I'm holding. Right. I'm holding right now. I mean, for other people, I mean, to each their own. If you aren't cash strong, I would suggest maybe you sell one property and get stronger. Even if, you know, one step back for three steps forward. Very good advice. Now, for you, now here's the, sorry, the multi-million dollar question. For you, when do you think that time is? For you, what do you need to see happen in order for you to flip the switch and to start moving forward into acquisition mode again? I mean, one of the things you're going to be watching is the employment numbers, right? And obviously in Alberta, you're also going to be watching the oil prices. I mean, I'm from Alberta, so that's that's one of the key drivers here. So I got so my barrel Alberta, of oil right here, as I yeah. shared before. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, Alberta's getting the double whammy with the low oil prices and the COVID going on. Right. So you're just watching what's going on with with employment and with oil prices. Okay. So what what can we do as real estate investors to you know? Because it sounds like you've enacted a, your defensive strategy, and I used I've been using the term a lot of defense and offense, and mm-hmm. you know our national sport, you know, would be hockey, but actually our national sport is lacrosse. And there's a term in lacrosse called protect the house. Right. So you, you've started protecting the house and you, do you feel you've got your house in order and it's all protected and you're, you're, you're just kind of being vigilant for things that are going to come break the line? Yeah, I think so. So you're then going to start moving up the court once you're ready and you're kind of looking at just some key indicators and metrics and that's employment and just some some good news if in essence. Right. So in saying that for anybody it doesn't mean that from now till you see the market looking stronger you, you got nothing you got nothing to do just sit on your butt. That's not what it means. I mean you could be out there right now. I mean, you talk to a lot of people about joint venturing. You're teaching a lot of people about joint venturing. There is nothing stopping people right now from networking, building a, a database of potential joint venture partners and getting yourself ready to pull the trigger when it looks right. Right. So that's how you're preparing yourself. Are you preparing yourself, A, of getting cash in yours, but also lining up investment partners at the same time? Yeah. How have you been handling the conversation with your investor partners during this time? Because there's there's truly there's there's multiple stakeholders. There's Arlen Dolan, there's mm-hmm. you know the property managers and the tenants, and then there's the banks, and then there's also your investment pool as well. How have you been handling those conversations? Um, it's been quite easy for me. I mean, one of the things I've always done well is is in picking my joint venture partners just because somebody has money doesn't mean you want to joint venture with them. So they got all the trust in the world with me. My calls with them are simply telling them what the state of the union is right now, where, where we're at. It's uh, and I talk to them about, would you like to sell? Would you like to hold and what, and, and, and ride through this? What would you like? And usually they just turn back and go, what do you want to do? And I always say, oh, I'd rather hang on. 
I'd rather, I'd rather keep going. I think, I think we'll be fine. And that's probably one of your joint venture partners sending you a text message there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so no, it, it's been like, I don't actually have anybody going off the rails or getting excited or, or, I mean, that's a possibility for some people. I don't really have that. Yep. Okay. Well, let me, um, sorry to put you on the spot one more time, but that's the reason why I wanted to have this call was walk me through this. You know, you talked about the state of the union and telling mm-hmm. people what's going on. Walk me through. I'm, I'm, I'm a money partner of yours. I got uh, $450,000 in an apartment building mm-hmm. and we're having a conversation right now. How would, uh, how would you handle that conversation with me as your capital partner? Well, basically, usually it's a little tough to do it like this because usually you'll start with asking me a couple of questions. Okay, and then I would start with Arlen. There. Oh my God, have you seen this? Look at what's going on. I, I I can't believe what's going on, Arlen. You know, I'm I'm a little nervous. What what's your take on this right now, Arlen? Russell, what's making you nervous? Uh, um, I don't know. I I just feel like everybody else is nervous, so I should be nervous at the same time. Like like truly, you know, we've been through a few of these already, Arlen. Like, what are, what what are we gonna do? Well, Russell, this is a bit of a shit show going on right now. It is crazy out there right now. I agree, and I could feel it, and you could feel it too. The question is, how do we handle this? We got a number of ways we can do this. Um, we're partners, and as you know, since the very beginning, um in our partnership, I'm always going to go with what, what, what works best for you. Um, but if you're going to ask me my opinion, my opinion and the opinion of most of my other partners is we're going to hang on and we're going to keep managing our properties and we're going to keep carrying on and, uh, hopefully keep getting cash flow. And when the times turn values go back up again and we can assess it then. Wow. Hold up. Okay, guys. So I hope you guys, are going to take uh, very clear attention to what just happened there. Did you see how when I was asking the question, I was getting all I was getting all up in here. My voice was getting up here in my throat, and I was getting a little bit of anxiety. And then Arlen, what was the first thing you did? You asked me a question about to get specifically about what I'm concerned about, and then you lowered your voice, spoke calmly, just stated what's going on, and then asked me what I wanted to see. And then my response most likely would have been, well, you know what? I trust you, Arlen, on what you're doing. And then you told me what the prescription was. Right. And I also tell you what some others are doing because people always, they don't never want to be the trailblazers. So if I mention, I'm not going to lie, it has to be the truth, but I mentioned my other partners, they want to hold, they they don't want to sell right now. They're going to be selling a little bit less in this panic. The price is going to be lower. They would rather hold on. Wow. So they don't feel like they're blazing a trail neither. Okay, guys. So here's where I'm going to get you, whoever's watching this right now, live, jump into the comments and the chats right now. There's going to be multiple thumbs up, multiple heart buttons. I want you guys to hit that as fast as you can. And I want you to drop a whole bunch of comments of just some gratitude here of what you guys are being provided here. So, and by all means, keep sh- share this out if somebody needs to hear this kind of a message. And this is the reason why I wanted to have these these conversations um, as well. Um, so that's more of experience. What about somebody who's just getting started, Arlen? What do you? How would you advise somebody that maybe is just you know considering getting into real estate investing at this time? What would you What would you advise them right now? So when you're saying that, you're saying somebody that hasn't bought a rental property yet. Correct. Okay. 
Well, I mean, one of the key things right now for people to do is is basically is just get some training, follow some people that have done a lot of real estate, have a coach, have a mentor. Um, I mean, you could take you could take action now if you want. I mean, if I was to buy something right now, I'd make sure that it's something with quite big positive cash flow. And I'd make sure it is is something that doesn't have deferred maintenance. <laughs> but the main thing is to have a support system and uh, and be out there learning. Yeah. So here's a question I'm going to ask you, and this is a question that I posed on a webinar over a week ago. Is I think in any potential challenging times, there's always an opportunity, and we could sit here and say what's not going well and what's not going right and stuff. In your opinion, Arlen, what is this? Maybe not right now, but let's just say it goes on for a while. And, and you know, there's there's some pain and some challenges in the marketplace. What would the market be good for at that time? Like, what strategies would be good f- to learn in during those market conditions? In terms of buying real estate? Yeah, in you terms mean? Of, of, of being a real estate investor. Let's say we're in acquisition. Well, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's take the context that we still need a few we still need to build our portfolio up you know unfortunately we're not at 700 transactions like yourself maybe we're at three and we still probably need a little bit more to accomplish our goals well i mean i'm gonna say it like it is for me i I think that the opportunities over the next as far as price and stuff like this over the next 60 90 days are going to get better and better and better I mean, I wouldn't be in a rush to go out and buy something tomorrow. Um, I mean, the right deal pops up. You know, you want to be ready to do something. If, if a really fantastic deal pops up, you don't want to just walk away. You want to always be open, always be looking. But don't be in a panic. Yep. I, I use the term when uh, in my one of my webinars with my community is, we had to make a commitment as a community that we were not going to make, uh, we're not going to make decisions when drunk or panicked. And I call it right. D and P do not make decisions when drunk or panicked. Okay. Yeah. So you can, once you sober up and once you stop, when you calm down, then we can start having a conversation about making, making good decisions. So I would imagine Arlen in your, in your world, when you are taking a look, you're probably dusting off a few of those, uh, properties that you've looked at over the years and the old the diligence and some of those apartment buildings and developments and stuff like that, you're probably going to start getting ready to maybe start approaching those people in the next little while as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So awesome. Um, okay. So here's what I'm going to leave with um, the following. I'm going to change the pivot, the conversation here a little bit, because I'm a firm believer in, and we talked a lot about real estate I think you also need to have a conversation during challenging times like this. You need to also protect your mindset and you also need to protect your health at the same time. And uh, what are you doing to protect the most valuable piece of real estate you have, Arlen, which is between this year and this year? What are you doing to to help protect your, your mindset and your confidence during times like this? Uh, a number of things. I mean, in the last number of months, I've probably read more books that I have in the last number of years and and I'm pick out specific ones and I not just real estate books. It's like you said, learning some stuff like right between your ears. So I've done a lot more reading than I ever have. One, we have time and two, it's a little bit of a reset. 
which I find very beneficial. And uh, one of the things like you're talking, you mentioned about confidence, right? Well, one of the best ways to, to increase your confidence, I find it's something that I always do, is each day write down five to 10 items, like to-do list items, and make sure you do each one of those each day. Wow. Couldn't and be, couldn't, doing, do, filling the promises you make to yourself, build self-confidence. Holy moly, you're just, you're going, I must have learned all this from you somewhere along the way, Arlen, or something, right? <laughs> it's like, it's, I, for me, for me, it's funny because I actually make a list. I have a piece of paper, I make a list. And, and when you're writing these things, don't don't write something that's impossible to try to accomplish in a day. Write something you can accomplish in a day. Write those five or 10 things down. And then at the top of the page, I have a, a W and an L at the top right corner of the page. So I get to circle winner or loser. I can't, I can't bring to me to circle L. So I always get those things done. And then if you always do what you promise yourself to do, that builds self-confidence. Yeah, that's, that's truly is the definition of confidence is honoring the promises you make to yourself and others. Correct. Really. And guys, if you've been following me, especially if you're part of the academy, part of my coaching, this is usually a different color, but I use a you know high performance planner with Brendan Bouchard. Every day I make a list of five things I need to get done that day. And um, it's actually part of a process that just keep yourself moving forward, keep yourself accountable, and just keep that confidence high about um, taking some action and um, just keep moving forward. If And it's okay, guys. It is totally fine if part of your journey just needs to take a break and you need to watch the Tiger Kings. That is okay. But there will come a time where you need to transition from doing that into keep moving forward, especially if you have ambition especially if you have goals, especially if you have a desire to help others at a deeper and a more profound level, you know, you got to maybe put down the remote control and start moving forward into doing something like what we're doing right now is having a conversation, get your message out, shoot a video that maybe you were scared shitless to, to do is do something a little out of your comfort zone to keep moving forward. Uh, I'll get off my soapbox here for a second. So, um, Arlen, uh, what would be some, you know, we're going to wrap it up here soon, probably within the next 10 minutes or so. Guys, what would be, um, Arlen, what would be some of your, um, maybe some final words of wisdom and maybe some inspiration that you'd love to leave with some people that are maybe watching this that are maybe just, you know, that just to, to, to help them navigate the waters that they're going through right now? Um. I'll say a few things, I guess. Um, training isn't something you did. It's something you do. I mean, I look at myself. Again, I like to say I've made, I feel like I've made just about every mistake a person could make over the years. And in the boom times, um, I when I built a really big portfolio, I wasn't doing any more training. It's not because I thought I knew everything. That really wasn't it. I wasn't that type of person. But I go... I know enough, but you don't really know enough and things keep changing. That's what I've learned. So again, training isn't something you did. It's something you do. So I'm really trying to live by that. Um, another one, I guess I could say for people is, um, it doesn't matter who says you can't, as long as it's not you. So like I get property managers saying we can't do this or, or, um, 
investors saying you can't do that or people saying you can't do something. And I'm a believer that there's always a way. I always will find a way. I might not know it yet, but there's always a way. So uh, don't listen to those who say you can't. And just make sure that one that says you can't isn't you. Wow. Brilliant. So I'm going to offer you something here before we do sign off, Arlen. And I will give you the final word again at the end if you do want it. But I just wanted to offer you um, just some gratitude. You have always been so generous of your time and help and support and just things that you've learned and your wisdom that you've shared. You've just been extremely generous. You've been extremely kind to myself and my family and my community of people who uh, when we've done interviews or we've done video shoots or, you know, just picking up the telephone or just sending a card or a text message. You sent me a, a wonderful text message the other day that just kind of, I was in a bit of a funk and it just, it really lifted my spirits. So um, probably don't say it enough, but I just wanted to just say thank you for being you and thank you for all that you contribute and help. You're welcome. I appreciate the same. Same goes both ways. Oh, fantastic. Do you have any final final words that you'd like to leave everybody with here before we do sign off? Uh, just remember, stay out there. Keep working. Don't stop. And uh, the more hands you shake, the more money you'll make. Get out there. Keep networking. Right? Keep yeah. going. Stay positive. You know, tough times like this equals opportunity, actually. Yeah. This too and just remember, Russell and I, both of us, we're just regular people. We're nothing special, um, but we do work hard at what we do, and that's where the success comes from. You don't have to be special. You don't have to have any special trainings and stuff from the past and education, all kinds of stuff. Just be a good person and work hard. Yeah, and and if Training. you are shaking the hands, make sure you have lots of Purell and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> right now, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you might want to skip the shaky hands part right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll have to do. What is it? Elbow bumps or something now like that, <laughs> yeah, or, or, exactly. or, or ankle yeah. ankle kicks or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! So Arlen, thank you very much. This has been just a, an absolute treat to have. Um, you know, about forty five minutes of your time to just uh, share some of your inspiration and some of your wisdom. So, guys, if you are watching this live broadcast, th my only ask is as follows is drop some gratitude here. Drop some thank you, drop some feedback, drop some, you know, high fives, hit that, you know, heart button or the thumb button or whatever it is. It almost, it almost sounds like kindergarten here or something. But but that our first ask, ask is drop some feedback and some comments. The second one is share this. Please share this if somebody needs a little bit of a, you know, a little pick me up or just maybe just some calming of the waters. The conversations and some of the role play that Arlen did there just in and of itself was absolutely pure gold. <sighs> well, I could go on and on, guys. And Arlen, once again, thank you very much. You betcha. Okay, guys, have yourself a wonderful day and we will talk soon. Cheers, everybody. So what did you think? Wasn't that an incredible interview? And even though Arlen was in his car, I was in the studio, man, it was all about the content. And it was all about the amazing conversation that I was able to have with a, an early mentor of mine, somebody who's made a very big uh, impact in my life. Uh, what was your key takeaway? Like, what were the top three things that you learned 
what were some of the things that you're going to implement within your business? What are some of the um, conversations you're going to have with people on your team? So guys, keep leaning in. There's a lot of resources that are available here for you within the within this community and all the tools and real-life tools, real-life strategies, and the pivot plan and the defensive plan and the and um, the property dashboard and all the letters, all the resources, all these tools are being provided to you. And by all means, if you guys have some amazing resources that you'd like to share, like today, I just, you know, I'm going to date this again, but I had a wonderful conversation with one of my clients that has a fantastic um, property management system. And he's walked me through how he's adjusting his property management tools that he uses to help him during this time. And then, but in this, as he said in, the, in our conversation, it will make him a better operator. These, anytime you can, you know, focus on the growth, focus on the opportunity and focus on cleaning up some of your standard operating procedures, you will become a better business owner, a better operator and create more opportunities. It's all about what you focus on, which will become your reality. Okay, guys, we're just getting warmed up. Lots more resources like this coming out. If you have any uh, feedback or if you need any support or if you need to you want to make a book a consultation with myself, I'm available. I'd be happy to help and we'll talk to you very soon. Okay, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.